Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Welcome to today's edition of Crypto Corner at InvestorIdeas.com. News on what's driving the cryptocurrency market. Hello, everyone. This is Sam Mowers here, and welcome to a special edition of the Crypto Corner podcast. This one features an interview with Brad Moore, the director and CEO of Global Cannabis Applications Corp., or GCAC. GCAC is a global leader in designing, developing software-as-a-service licensing and acquiring innovative data technologies for the medical cannabis industry. Its Citizen Green and Affixi platforms are the world's first end-to-end, from patient to regulator, medical cannabis data solutions. GCAC trades on the CSE under the ticker symbol APP, the FSE under the ticker symbol 2FA, and on the OTCQB as FUAPF. In this interview, Brad brings listeners up to speed on the latest news from GCAC and explains the company's use of blockchain and DeFi in the medical cannabis space. Without further ado, here is Brad Moore. Brad, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Sam. It's our pleasure. So you have two big announcements in the past couple of weeks. The first, GCAC closes largest revenue deal for its Affixie seed-to-seed platform with Malta-based medical cannabis cultivator, and the more recent one, GCAC launches Uniswap marketing token. Do you want to just break down those two stories uh, for listeners? Yeah, for sure. So I think the the place to always start is, is, you know, we engaged our blockchain provider, Abbey Technologies, who actually is based out of Switzerland and who has been involved in decentralized finance and blockchain for an incredibly long period of time. And they're the ones that got us, as you see from a previous, previous press release, got us on Ethereum 2.0. They approached us and said, you know, you're working on Ethereum 2.0. We need to do a marketing contract with you to let this market segment, um, people that are using both cryptocurrencies, decentralized finance, have an understanding of what that actually means and what it can do. And they're also users, they also fit in the demographic of medical cannabis users. So we engaged them into this contract. And as you've seen, we've had kind of an interesting ride on the uh, the token so far over the last couple of weeks, um, coming out of the gate um, at at a a pretty uh, initial offering price. And I think today it's at 40 bucks US. So that was pretty exciting for us. And then what's interesting as part of our marketing contract is we committed to uh, invest 1% of our top-line revenue. And that's why when you look at next year's deal um, with Herb Industries, that has the potential to add $160,000 into the liquidity pool. And I think that's a really kind of interesting thing. The guys over at Abbey call it cross-finance, and there's some cool uh, articles on Reddit out there. But the whole idea is we're investing our hard-earned dollars into the liquidity pool in a buyback. So actually people can see us putting money into the program, right? And as the company grows, it legitimizes 
what that token actually means. Now, when you say marketing contract, do you mean they're marketing your token? Well, it's their token. So as a publicly traded company, you, as you know, we can't have our own token. So they created the token. And what we did is we engaged them in a marketing contract to use our name to associate with the token. You know, Sam, it only made sense because we're an, we're an actual blockchain company, right? Mm-hmm. The whole construct that there's a lack of data. And as you know, your listeners who use medical cannabis know that that term is very loosely used. There's in cannabis, there's it's a plant, which makes it very hard to regulate and control because every plant is different. And then at the end of it, there's a consumer. And what we've seen in between that, there's a lack of data. And, you know, as you and I were talking about before, as decentralized finances upended and turned over the regulations around banking because it's just not required anymore, in the lack of absence of data between that consumer and that cultivator, we can actually create those and put that onto the blockchain. And that's, see, that's where this gets really, really interesting, right? the ability to put data points all the way through. So imagine if you eat a green apple, you could say, and and 10,000 other people eat green apples, you could say, well, green apples are good for, you know, for vitamin D. But with cannabis, because it's such a complex plant, you actually have to measure it on a per gram basis of consumption. So think about that, all the data points from it growing all the way through cultivation, all the way through testing, all the way through manufacturing, if it goes in into an edible or a, or into an oil-based product, all the way all to consumption. And then we measure your experience, you know, with the Affixi app, and we register that for that particular gram, and we put that on the blockchain, then we overlay those. Now we're getting into a point where we've got consumption on a per gram basis overlay with thousands of other people. And why that's so exciting, as you know, once you get big data like that, you can do some interesting things for that. But most importantly, a regulator, when there's a lack of data, can look at that and write meaningful regulations. So we're actually doing this project on behalf of consumers for the whole point of regulators to be able to get behind this and see what what a uh, what a, uh, a a blockchain can a working blockchain can actually do, and so it's important for us to take that to the market to let people know. And so this is a form of end user marketing to that to that market segment that uses both medical cannabis and decentralized finance. The release referring to the market token also states that you're adding the asset to your balance sheet. Uh, can you get more into that a bit? Yeah, for sure. Well, that's kind of a net benefit of the buyback program, the 1% buyback program. So as the company expands and more cultivators are using our system and more data is going on the blockchain, we've committed to putting 1% of buying buying back that token. And obviously that's got a net benefit for anybody who's who's a token holder because as it's, you know, first of all, it's paired with Ethereum, but what they're actually seeing is they're seeing the company growing as a blockchain company and how it's being used and how it's being adopted. And so the more money that we put into it, they see that opportunity, right? They'll see, they'll see, they'll see, because of the value of the token will obviously rise over time. You know, right now, like anything, it's speculative, but it's a true, it's a true representation of a growing blockchain company, Sam. That's the cool thing. It's not, we're not, you know, for example, 
Tesla put Bitcoin on their on their books, right? On their right, yeah. books. But they don't build maybe they do, but I, I don't know how in the manufacturing process um, you know, pencil cars get onto the blockchain. Yeah. I assume there's some function there of it, but my whole right. business is about data on the blockchain. This is why it's cool. This is why it's creative, and, and this is why it's innovative. And I think when you look at, just remember when I encourage everybody to look back at my press release, I believe it was in February, where we said we are on 2.0. We're the first cannabis company in any form, shade, or spectrum, technology or grower, that was on Ethereum 2.0. And you know, and I mean, so it, it's it's imperative that we tell that Ethereum 2.0 story. So our QR code system, when we explain to people, we kind of work it on a per gram basis, but we bill on a QR code system. So for example, it's it's a grower, and, and I want I really want growers to hear this too because they think, oh my gosh, Brad's talking about adding 20 cents more on let's say a 10 dollar product. Well, I'm all like, well, that's relative to a, a calculation, right? So you know if you, you open up an account with Pure later and they give you a discount on the amount of volume you ship, mm-hmm. right? So you're, it's kind of like that with the QR code system. If you ship more, it'll actually cost you more. If you ship less, you know, and it depends. It depends. Like, so if you have a, if you have a bundle come out and it's got 250,000 grams in it, it will get one QR code. But let's say it then goes to a manufacturer and he breaks that down into five different bundles. Now there's five more QR codes. Then it goes to a distributor and then in the value chain, the distributor breaks that down into, you know, X amount of QR codes. Here might be another 100 QR codes, right? And what's interesting, that actually matches how people are making money. So by the time, and it's not, doesn't work this way in Canada because it's directly from cultivator to consumer, but if you look at something in the United States where there's multiple people involved in touch points all the way to a retailer, the people paying the most or sorry, the people paying the most amount of money for QR codes are actually the ones making the most margins. And so it's a very interesting model that way and it allows a company to scale. But most importantly, by putting that QR code, it's captured every level of piece of data from the C genetics to cultivation, to testing, to distribution, or manufacturing to distribution to the retailer. So that means that when Brad as a consumer walks in and he sees something with a code on it, he scans it with his phone, no app needed, he sees everything in there, I can now make a reasonable decision, do I want to put this in my body? And, you know, Sam, I, I, I don't know, uh, you know, I, I don't mind talking about this now. I've always been big on the patient advocacy side because we know in this industry, you know, the tail's been wagging the dog a little bit, right, with cultivators and yields and all that. And, you know, I think the whole Health Canada investigation about mislabeling of percentages uh, right. right now is very indicative of that. But when you, so you know as well as I know, if you were testing everything on the blockchain, since you know how that works, that conversation would never happen, right? Because the information from start to finish would be there. That's the cool part about it. You know what I mean? And for those people who don't understand blockchain, that's huge. Like that actually solves a problem just unto itself, and especially in medical. And I've always been a big advocacy of patients and patients' rights because we're asking people to put things in their body. And so for years around this in cannabis, I've been like, this is just wrong. 
And then, you know, something interesting happened last September is I actually got diagnosed with cancer after a colonoscopy, and I had to go through a series of treatments. Like, it was, you know, honestly, it was brutal, um, yeah. but it was for, it was to save me. And when you look at what happened in my aftercare, I had 17 products they gave me, and none of them were based in cannabis, but there's a lot of opioids involved. Right. And if you're going to think that I wouldn't have liked to have something to put in that when it, you know, I'm still, thankfully everything's worked out and my test came clear, but if you think during that period of time I wouldn't have liked to have something to deal with the pain and what I was going through and, and the symptoms, that wouldn't leave a long tail, this crap in my body, um, crazy. But when I went to the BC Cancer Clinic, they said, you know what they said? We don't have enough information to recommend anything. So I became, I went from advocate to patient, dude. And yeah. I think that's really important for people to understand. I, be, I lived it. And we can do better. The blockchain shows us, just like in decentralized finance, it shows us how to do better. And so I want to tell that story to people that understand what DeFi does. And then the alternative, if you understand that blockchain came from crypto and now how you can use blockchain to actually run a business, it's, it's imperative that I make that top-line commitment back into this token. Let me, let's go back a bit. So every deal closed is its own marketing awareness promotion to this key demographic, and the value of the Uniswap token grows as GCAC builds sales revenues. Um, it seems that if the Ethereum value asset is recorded on the public balance sheet and the public share count doesn't increase, then the share price could track the increase in the assets? Well, okay, so I'm a PubCo CEO, so I never talk about share price. I'm never going to talk about share price. I'm never going to talk about token price. Right, but I, right. But I think, I think you know, look, it, it, it boils down to the auditor. Look, we've seen enough examples. Um, and, and, you know, when Abby, uh, you know, the, the CEO of, of Abby Technologies, Brian Collin, is well-heeled in this space. Um, he, as a PubCo CEO and as a decentralized finance expert, and I think when you take a look at this, the spectrum of this, um, yeah, it could. So if the auditor wants to say, yes, you can add it on, awesome. If the auditor says we're going to bear it, that's fine. It's just as important. It's just as important that people understand we have this pool of capital. And so, you know, from a PubCo perspective, could you imagine? So right now, I think it's trading today at four, 40 bucks US, right? And we own 100,000 tokens that we bought on the, the market when the market opened. And so that means I have a net asset of close to $4 million USD. Well, I've been out trying to raise money in down markets right now. Well, just the nature of that token, plus with what I have, has actually allowed me to achieve my goal. I don't have to do any further distribution of publicly traded shares. That's see, this is this is why it's so cool being a blockchain company and doing this, is I'm watching the net value added grow of the company to our shareholders, both in the PubCo and to people that own the tokens, which I'm one of. Because it's not my token. I just I didn't create it. I just bought some, and we're marketing and telling this story to everybody. To close, maybe we zoom out a bit. We know that crypto can be volatile, certainly if you just looked at the last week alone. Yeah. You said that the token is paired to Ethereum. How does this affect the token, this volatility? 
Well, I mean, it's like anything, right? So I think when you look at the smart contract, um, which is built into about disclosures and us selling it and this kind of stuff, there's a couple of things that are in there, why it's very unique and what happens. You know, the volatility is great for the token holders. Um, You know, if Ethereum doubles, you know, theoretically, the value of the token can double, correct? If Ethereum drops, um, it it, it can pull it down. It's like any type of standard. But once again, I go back to the argument of being an actual blockchain company, right? right. Doing our business on the blockchain and the contribution. Got to remember that one percent contribution is a is 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 a statement of the financial execu- the company's execution in terms of finances. Correct. So yeah. if I go out, so my whole goal next year is, is to get you know, uh, 98 million grams under contract, we call it. Well, Herb Industries, if they execute the way we think they're going to, that's actually half my whole nut. Like, yes. that's incredible. And so to take that money and put that, reinvest that in, it's a statement to the token holders, this is a real working company. Like, that's incredible, right? And that's and so that should be more of a statement of the stability of 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 the 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 program we need to pair it to ethereum because we're built on ethereum and so is there volatility in that 100 percent i think i think you know once again so when you look at what bitcoin and tesla and you know uh ethereum and global cannabis two -hmm. different arguments some similar thought process in there but two different approaches to it so I, I feel very confident about the where we're going and how we're doing it. And we just got to wait and see. This really is a case of where do you get to see a working example of a business on the blockchain and buy that, that, that see, the key is that 1% contribution buyback, right? Because it shows it going in, it shows it going in, and that's pulling those tokens back into, into or or buying them ourselves, right? And and people seeing it and then it's a just it's a great way to tell the story to that market segment and it's also just a great way, I think, for people to participate in the company that generally wouldn't, let's say through public markets. Just a quick disclaimer that this interview is a paid-for service on investorideas.com. For more on Global Cannabis Applications Corp, please visit canapscorp.com that's c-a-n-n-a-p-p-s-c-o-r-p.com that does it for today's crypto corner if you would like to be a guest or sponsor for this podcast contact investorideas.com investor ideas reminds all listeners to read our disclaimers and disclosures on the investorideas.com website this podcast is not an endorsement to buy products services or securities Investors are reminded all investment involves risk and possible loss of investment. To hear more InvestorIdeas.com podcasts, please visit InvestorIdeas.com slash audio. And a reminder, you can also hear our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, and most audio platforms available. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch-ch-ch-ch- 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.